0: who are listening to us through the internet. I pray for all of them. Bless them. Lord, may your heart, Lord, can be a soft ground to receive your word and also to produce many fruits for your glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, I we are here not just to be listeners, but to be doers of the word. We want to listen and we want to practice it, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, Move in this place. Holy Spirit, touch every heart today that we can receive this word that's not from man, but it's from you and from heaven. In the name of Jesus, we pray and everybody say, amen. Amen. I I do not know how are you feeling, but my heart is full of fire. I am so happy. And because I am listening to God these days, and since I came from Brazil, many things God has spoken to me. And these days, I think two weeks ago, I don't remember, but I think two weeks, I think it was two weeks ago, God gave me one vision when I was praying, and I saw one soil that was full of seeds, many seeds. And there were, there were also some stones in between the soil. And then I said, what is that, Lord? And God said, you have sown many seeds in this town, in this nation. And, and then suddenly I saw these seeds start budding or flourishing. Oh, and I know God is moving. God is working and we need to be prepared. And this word I am sharing to you is about that. There's this harvest that the Lord is bringing to all of us. Amen? Amen. And I, I want to share today uh, the second part of the, the message. The culture of serving and loving. Because weeks ago, do you remember about this word that I shared? About the Samaritan. And, uh, I, and today I will conclude this message. And according to Jesus, beloved brothers. Uh, this is the most important teaching at all. According to Jesus. Why? Because one day, one man came to Jesus and asked Jesus. Of all the commandments. Which is the most important? And if you don't know, in the Old Testament, in the Law, there there are six hundred and thirteen commandments. Six hundred and thirteen commandments. And Jesus said to him, Jesus said to that man, "If you love God and if you love your neighbor, you are fulfilling all the commandments." Can you imagine? Then you have just two commandments to fulfill, to obey. Which which is it? What is it? Love God if you are your heart, if you are your strength, but also love your neighbor as you love yourself. And before I start, I know I preached I preached this word two weeks two weeks ago, and I know men of. Many of you don't remember it anymore. And I want to just go over some of... Okay, someone could help. Before I start, I want to just remember you some points from the last message. I said to you, are you with me? Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. I said, if you are born again... And if you love Jesus, do you love Jesus? Amen. You have two missions to fulfill. Amen? To love God with your heart. And to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And the Bible clearly states that one day, that we, when we reach eternity, we will give account of these two missions. One day you before the Lord you be before the Lord and the Lord you look at you and say okay let's see and this is what we are going to see today and Jesus said that loving and serving is something that will influence eternity if you love God and serve your neighbor you enter in the kingdom of God and also we have learned through the parable of the Samaritan that caring for people is much important than your function in the church. Did you remember? Caring for people is much important than your function in church. Why? Because we saw a priest and a Levite who were working for God and they could not serve and love their neighbor because they were working for God. I also told you, people will visit the church because was of one event, right? Last week we had Shalom Total. People you visit, but they will only become part of the church if they are cared for, served, loved. At one individual level. Did you get? One individual level. If I don't serve people, my function in church is worthless. If I don't serve people, my function in the church is nothing. I said also that loving and serving has a price it will cost you something. Always. To love God, it will cost you something. If you love God. Sometimes it costs you your time. Because you are going to say, "Oh, Lord, I want to be with you. I'm going to wake up earlier today. Because I love you. Sometimes because you love people, it costs you. Because you are going to invite some people to your house. And you are going to to spend some money. Loving the lost, saving the lost, costs your time and money. Do you agree? Yeah. Beloved ones, bring. being with those we love is easy. I told you that. To be with people that we really love, it's very easy. Talking and paying attention to those who... Are our friends? it easy. It it's so easy. Being with our family members, it's easy. But Jesus said that he lives the 99 that are healthy and goes after the lost one and pays the price to rescue that life, that one, just one. Jesus is not one of the ways. Pay attention to what I'm saying. Jesus is not one of the ways that we can lead us to God. No. Jesus is the only way. And there is no salvation without Jesus. Pay attention. There is no salvation without Jesus. People that you know, your neighbor... People who works with you, if they die today, and they don't know Jesus, they are lost forever and ever. And also, John 3, John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless... They are born again. Those who are pay attention, beloved brother, those who are not born again, you never, ever enter in the kingdom of God, and they will be lost for eternity. Can you imagine that? Are you born again? Are you serving the Lord? Are you going to enter in the kingdom of God? And how about? Your neighbor. You and I. We are saved. So we can save the lost. We are discipled. And go. To go and to make disciples. This is. What we are called. We were saved. To save others. Jesus invested in my life and in your life and said to you, now go and invest in others' lives. People have to be reached by the love of God. Do you agree with me? Do you agree? They have to be reached by the love of God. And also, beloved brother, you can reach someone that I could never reach. You can save someone that I'm not able. Because he works with you. He stood in the same school as you stood. And then this is the point. That in the same way that I can't reach people, you could not reach. I can There are some people I am trying. I am investing their lives. And you can't invest in their lives. But there are people, just you can bless them. Do you agree with that? Everyone can reach somebody if they are empowered by the love of God. Everyone. What did I say? Everybody can reach somebody if they are empowered by the love of God. If you are empowered by the love of God, you are really in love with Jesus. Do you love Jesus? I'm asking you, do you love Jesus? Mm -hmm. If you you really love Jesus, then you you will fall in love with your neighbor. But please, not in a bad sense, okay? Don't fall in love with your neighbor in a bad sense. (laughs) Okay? Okay? But you have to love your neighbor. In a good sense. Because Jesus died at the cross to save them. Listen what I'm telling you. Your love for Jesus has to make you love your neighbor. Did you get? Your love for Jesus has to bring you to love your neighbor. Our mission should be everywhere At all times. This is why we are here. How we are going to see many people coming to Christ. If they do not know the love of Christ. You have one Bible, right? Are you reading your Bible? Maybe, yes. Maybe I I do not know. But, did you know? The people outside, they are reading Some Bible also, they are reading your life. People can know Jesus through you. People can know Jesus through your love. This is how you are how you are going to do. Because some people they are so busy. Oh, I have to go, I have to do things for God. I have to do things. But Remember what Jesus said. What's most important is not the function that you what you are doing, but your love for the others. Only organizing church events will not save the lost. Did you listen to me? I am doing many events in the church. We had one last week, Shalom Tatal. We are going to have another one, Nations Festival. But all these events just attract people. But people, they are not saved in this way. And, and, you, and I'm going to, to, to explain to you why not. But because why? Some people come here, and their lives are still destroyed. Some people, maybe they are here today, and their lives are totally destroyed. They are still dying in need of love and compassion. Do you agree? They are here, and they need to know this love. And the problem is that we don't stop to listen to them. Maybe some people, they are here. They are going to get away from this building. And no one is going to listen to them. We all live a busy life. And we do not stop for people. Why? Because we have many things to do. Even for God. But we do not stop for people. And if you can get one thing from this message today is... Our job is to stop not for many. It's to stop just for one. Okay? You have to stop for one. That Samaritan didn't stop for 30, 100 people. He stopped for one only. Jesus, Jesus tells one parable. He had 100 sheep. But he went after one. And also some people, when they look to Ireland, they say, oh, we live in Ireland, we live in, in Europe. And Europe doesn't have needs. Because everybody has everything they need. They have a good life. This is a lie. The greatest need of the, these people is Jesus. And they need to know salvation. They needed to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But they don't read the Bible. They are reading your life. They are looking at you in your job. They are looking at you when you are on the street. They are looking at you when you are in the bank. They are looking at you when you are in the post office. Your neighbors are looking at you. And they are reading us. But what we are showing to them. also... There are a lot of people that are hurt, broken. Old and young women that need to be listened to. But our religious and busy life doesn't allow us to stop for them. Beloved brother, this word I am teaching you, it's so serious. Because we have a busy life. We don't stop for one, because we are running and doing many things. Maybe around us, we have young people, and they are in pain. Maybe we have people, they are addicted to drugs, they are suffering. Others, maybe they are among us, and they are in depression, or some people, they tried to commit suicide. But you do not know. Why? Because you don't stop for the one. And we are in a busy life. Serving the Lord, doing many things. And the only way to help them is by stopping and listening to them and loving them. Can I say amen? Amen. Could you say amen? amen? The only way, my beloved brothers, is you to stop, to listen then, and to love them. This is safe people. And sometimes we are so busy doing many things, even to God, but we do not stop for the one. And and how people will be saved. Sorry. The only way is to stop for the one. Amen. God called us all to first stop to be in his presence. Amen. God called us called us all to stop first and to be in his presence, to be with the one. When we stop in the when we stop to spend time with him, then his love will lead us to love, to have compassion. And to stop and serve our neighbor. This is the news. Why we don't stop for others? Because we don't stop for the Lord. When we stop for him. When we listen to him. Then we are going to have a heart for our neighbor. As we stop for him. He puts passion in us to stop for your neighbor. Can you say amen? Amen. Beloved brothers, it's all about passion and compassion. It's all about passion and compassion. It's, It's all of us just stop every day for one hurting soul, one lonely granny. One hurt young man or one young woman in pain, many people will be saved and their life will be transformed. Because there are a lot of people in pain. But who is listening to them? Who is listening? Just the Lord. Yeah? But we need to have the, the heart of the Lord. Because we do not stop for the one. To stop, serve, and love our neighbor is a mandate from heaven. And we are called to do it. This is a one mandate from the Lord, my beloved brothers. To stop for one. Unfortunately, people are so busy with their own stuff. They are making money, they are getting married. They are investing on this earth. They are working. They are doing many things. Sometimes it's religious things. And we must stop for the one who deserves our first love. We need to stop. When you stop for the Lord, then you are going to receive the heart of God. Then you are going to look to your neighbor and to listen to them. When you stop for the one who loves us, then you stop for your neighbor and for those who are in it. Because, beloved brothers, how can you say that you love the Lord that you do not know, but you are not able to love your neighbor that you know? How can you say this? This is what the Bible says. How can you say, Lord, I love you, if you never saw him, But you cannot love your neighbor, your friend, your co-worker, your your friend that stood in the same school that works beside you. Every son, every daughter, everybody who says they believe in Jesus should stop for others. This is how, beloved brothers, the, the gospel will grow here. I really believe. Because I'm going to keep teaching that. Because this is the way that we can make disciples for Jesus Christ. This is the only way. In a church meeting or service, it's impossible to really know people's problem. Right? In a church service, it's impossible to know the problem that maybe the sky is going through. it's impossible if I don't stop to talk to her it, it's impossible to know the problem maybe Bola is going through if I don't stop or if I don't stop or say Bola let's go to my house let's, let's have a dinner then I'm going to listen her then I, I can listen in church it's impossible When you stop to listen to someone, God can use you to bring healing and salvation. Can you say amen? Amen. When you stop to listen to someone, God can use you to bring healing and salvation. But in our busy schedule, or just running, 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 we should slow down and stop for the one, beloved brothers. You can go... And love somebody every day. Did you know? Did you know that? Just make that your daily goal. And also, uh, sometimes or normally, I used to pray this prayer, and I am. So, I mean, I was praying this prayer and say, God, please give me the opportunity to show your love to others. And sometimes or many times, I have the opportunity to share. To love, to help someone? Are you courageous enough to, to pray this prayer? And to ask, God, please give me the opportunity to show your love to someone. And every day when you wake up, say, Lord, give me the opportunity to stop for one. Not for many, just to stop for one today. Would you like to pray this prayer? Yeah? Just show, just show you care to someone you don't know. Or go and stop for somebody who is lonely, hurting, or broken. Maybe even in church, friend, you know, is in need of help. Maybe, you do. Maybe someone here today, they are in need. They are suffering. And do you know? Sometimes there are people in church, in in the middle of us, in our services. And they are dying in loneliness. Did you know that? They are singing. They are joining us. They are listening to the word, but they are dying in loneliness, in depression. And with family problems also. They are giving up on their faith. Some people there said, "No, I have no more faith in God." Or maybe they are giving up on their lives." Yes, some people they are in church and they are trying to give up on their lives, trying to commit suicide. But we do not know. And no one sees them. No one stops for them. This is why. You have to stop for one. Amen? Look to the person next to you and say, You have to stop for one. Just You cannot help people just by yourself. But through Christ who strengthens us, we can help many people. We can show the love of God. And we are always trying to do so much. Many events. To do bigger things. But it is in the little things that are done with great love. That we will see the best results. Amen. It's in the little things, beloved brothers. Because I know. I am preaching to you here today. To all of you. But sometimes it's the small things just going after one. We are going to have many results. Then, do the little things with great love. Amen? Do the little things, but with great love. The love of Jesus. See the one in front of you. And beside you. Try to feel what they are feeling. And have compassion on them. As I told you, it's all about passion... And compassion. Technology takes away, takes away from being present with people. Sometimes we need to slow down to really see the one in front of us and to love them. This word I'm teaching you is so important, blood brothers. We need to slow down. Because sometimes we are going or just running. We see people in need, but say, now, I have something more important to do. Please, we have to have the same heart of Jesus. Because he is our Samaritan. He left heaven. He left everything he was doing just to pay the price for me and for you. Amen? The ultimate goal is intimacy with Jesus. If we are intimate with him, then we spread the love that really makes the difference in a dying world. But we are just rushing around, trying to build things, and we lose the main point. When we understand that who he is, And when he starts to live inside of us, and he breathes inside of us, and we become passionate about him, then we will do anything for him. But everything starts when you are really in love with Jesus. If you want to, to carry out, the task God placed onto you, then you need to spend the time with him so that his love can be the petrol, the food that will move you to help others. To serve and to love people is not something difficult. I love helping people. I really love helping people. Or visiting someone in need did you know, I love to do that. This is my passion. For me, it's not hard. I love to invite people to my house. I, I, I love to serve people. I love to go to give lift to people. I love from all my heart. I'm telling the truth. Do you know? Because when I am doing that, I am doing for Jesus. When I am serving people, I am serving Jesus. When I am loving people, I am loving Jesus. When I am visiting people, I am doing for him. Let's read Matthew 25, 34. Matthew 25, 34 to 40. Maybe you know this passage very well. This is about your eternity, okay? When you be before the Lord... You have this two mission to fulfill, and and you you need to give account about what he said for you to do. Then the king will say to those in his right hand, "Follow me, please," and read it with me. "Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry." And you, what you did? You gave, you gave me food. I was thirsty. I was a stranger. I was naked. I was sick. I was in prison. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, Lord, when did we see you hungry? And feed you. Or thirst and give you drink. When did, you, did we see you a stranger. And take you in. Or naked and clothe you. Or when did we see you sick. Or in prison. And, and come to you. Let's read all together. The king will reply. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Wow. When you stop for one, not for 30. It is impossible to stop for 30, 400 people. It's impossible. We can have great events. But we are going to touch people when you stop for one. One. If you don't learn this principle, sorry. We're not fulfilling God's commandment. I told you, when we reach eternity, we will have to give an account of these two missions. God said, we're going, going, going to give account. It's not just, say, oh Lord, I, was, I accept you as my Savior. No, it's going to give account. But I know the main point. Some people might say, Pastor, hmm, no, no. I don't help people anymore, Pastor. Because once I tried. I did. I tried to help someone. And they used me. And I got hurt. Yeah, right? Maybe I, I am reading your mind. I helped someone. Hmm. They betrayed me. Well, me too. (laughs) Me too. I have been through this trial several times, my beloved brother. Several times.
1: I have helped
0: so many people. I have invested in many lives. And some have given it no value. No value. They did not honor me as leader, pastor, or someone that just stopped and helped them. No value. I have helped many people. Even to come to Ireland, did you know? Many people. I invest my time and my money And they have turned their back to me. Yeah. I received many people inside of my house. They slept under my roof for many nights. They they ate my food. And later they betrayed me. Yeah. Maybe you do not know. But I have to say one thing to you. I'm not hurt. I'm not broken. I'm still serving and loving people. I'm still serving and loving people. I'm not hungry. I'm, I'm not hurt. And I still receive people in my house. And I'm going to keep loving and serving others to come. Other will come and they are welcome to come to my house, to sleep in my bed, to eat my food. And I'm going to keep serving. Do you know why? I'm not doing for man, I, uh, I am doing for Jesus Christ. <laughs> because all I did, I did for the Lord, and He will honor me and He will reward me. Amen? Amen, and He will honor you, and He will reward you. Amen? Amen. No problem if they betrayed you, no value to you. If they didn't honor you, no problem. You did for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Look at the person next to you and say, "You are doing for the Lord." Col- Colossians three twenty three. Another verse, Colossians 3, 25. Let's read all together. Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that from the Lord you receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. But now the point. But he who does wrong, will be repaid for what he has done and there is no partiality. Hmm. Everything you do, beloved brothers, do for Jesus. With all your heart, you are not doing for people. Because people can forget what you once did for them. Yeah. Yeah. They may just take advantage of you. And after being helped, they may hurt you. But when you are serving people, you are serving Jesus. And he will reward you for all your investment. Do you believe that? Amen. Colossians 3, 25, I'm going to read again. But he who does wrong... It's not with you, okay? It's with the Lord. We'll be repaid for what he has done. And there is no partiality. No partiality. One day, these people that you served and later dishonored, you dishonored you and did you wrong, they will pay and give account to God. It's not with you, okay? Also, Galatians 6, 7 says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. God teaches to love and to put, by putting some unlovely people around us. Did you know that? Sometimes God is teaching you love. But putting beside you unloved people. <laughs> this is hard yeah but God is teaching you you pay attention to what I'm going to say you don't need much to love people who are lovely and who loves you this is easy okay and also I'm going to say another thing it doesn't take a lot of character to love people who are lovely And who love you. It's not hard. To love people that you love. This is easy. To be with people that you love. It's easy. We need to be moved by love and compassion. Of Jesus. And to be like the Samaritan. And help people who might otherwise be considered enemies. Loving and serving people must be our lifestyle. Did you know our church back in Brazil, the church that I came from? In the town, is a big, big church, thousands and thousands of people. And in one town, we have 11 churches just in one town. It was 11. I, don't, I do not know now. But our church were very well known in the town. As the church of love. Yeah. This is how the people used to say. And they say. Every time the people used to go. Wow I have heard. This church is the church of love. Why? Because we are learning with Jesus. And loving and serving people. Must be our lifestyle. If you belong to this church. Loving and serving people. Should be your lifestyle. So if you don't like to serve people, this is not your church. Because if we learn with Jesus, we should love the Lord. But to love the Lord, I can say it's easy. But to love a stranger is not easy. Do you agree with me? Yeah. But also, beloved brothers, I told you that I was betrayed, that I was hurt. But also, I am very happy. Because I can see that I have many faithful disciples today. I can see it. As the result of this investment in their lives. I can see. I am happy. Because I can see faithful disciples. That I look and say, wow. I am look to some of them now. <laughs> and this is my greatest joy. Because we are forming children in the faith. And I look at you and say, wow. So good to have you here. Because Jesus said for us, go and make disciples. Matthew 28. I have one question to you. Please answer me. Do you have disciples in this church? Answer to you. Is there someone that you have preached the gospel to? Is there someone that you have preached the gospel to? Whom you visited? Someone you have given lifts to come to the service? Whom you discipled, and today they are faithful servant of God. This is the challenge. And I want to challenge you, please. Invest in someone. Amen? Amen. Do you accept this challenge? Invest in someone. I'm not talking for you to go after 10, 12, 30 people. No! Pray and say, God, show me who is in need, who is hurt, who needs love, who needs help. And just go and start serving them. I thank the Lord because I have invested in many lives here. And today I can see they are here today serving the Lord. Do you accept this challenge? You are going to invest in just one. Not in many people. Visiting them, going to their house, calling them to to your house. I have another question. Have you invited these people for a cup of coffee? Or for a dinner in your house. This is a good way. Amen? I'm not saying for you to invite your close friends. This is easy. (laughs) Remember, that good Samaritan, he helped someone he didn't know him. I have one advice to you. When you come to church, when service is finished, don't go to talk to someone that you are always talking to them. Amen? Amen. Don't go talk to the same person. Don't go to chat with your good friends. This is easy. This is nice. But when you come to church, pay attention to the new people, beloved brothers. Or And those who are visiting us, or those who are new in the faith, look to people and say, "Mm, I don't know that sister. I don't know her name. Then go and say, wow, what's her name? Invite them to be with you in us. Amen, beloved brothers. This is our challenge. Like, because we always, it's our joy to go and to be together with the people that we know. Then we are shouting, laughing, telling jokes. But then lost people hurt people. People in need. But you do not know. How do you know? How? If you don't stop for one. Do you receive this word from the Lord? Yes. But this word is so important. We need to stop for the one. We need to see people as the Lord sees them. We need to love them as the Lord loves them. We need to have God's heart beating in our heart. Could you stand up, please? We need to have the heart of Jesus. We need to have the heart of Jesus. We need need to have compassion. Because that Samaritan... Look to that strange man with compassion. Don't move, please. Don't move because this is an important part. Don't move now. God is calling us, calling his children to hear the cry of the suffering. God is calling you to hear the cry of the suffering. And we need to have compassion. To hear what he hears. We need to hear what God hears. I I can guarantee you. Once you hear the cry of a suffering man. A suffering woman. A suffering child. Then you stop for them. Then you love them. Then... You are obeying the Lord. Because when we have one encounter with the Lord, and when his love burns in our heart, then you hear, and you stop, and you you love, and you invest in people. Close your eyes, please. I want you to pray a prayer. Between you and the Lord. Say to the Lord, Lord, maybe I have been so selfish. I love to be with my friends, the same friends, the people that I love, and this is okay. But we needed to look to hear the cry of those who are suffering, those who are in need. And you, you have to say, Lord, please help me to love those who are suffering. Prayer, prayer, please. Start praying right now. You re- if you re- really receive this word from the Lord, start praying. Say, Lord, I want to be transformed. I want to touch other people. Because when you are full of God, you are not going to be afraid to go out there and to, to help people. If you get fully ignited by the power of the Holy Spirit, then you fall crazy and mad in love with Jesus, and you are going to stop for the one. You are going to stop for those who are suffering. And this church must stop for the one. I'm not going to give you big challenge. Just stop for one. Just one. Stop for one. Invest in someone's life. Whom have you invested? Are you investing your time. And in anyone in the church? Are you visiting someone? Oh Lord. Father. We do pray Lord. We pray Lord. Lord please give us your heart. Lord we know. Many times we were hurt by people. People, we loved people, we served people, Lord, and they didn't give any value to us. But Lord, we are happy to serve you. And we, our desire is to love you faithfully. Lord, one day we want to, see, to listen from you that we have been good and faithful servants, Lord. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray for all my brothers and sisters today. Lord, bless us. Ignite us with the fire of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Help us to look at people as you look. Help us to serve people as you serve, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, help us. Take from our heart, Lord, everything that, Lord, is just guiding our lives to look about ourselves and people that we love, Lord. But help us, Lord, to be like you, that you left everything to come and to save us and to transform us. And you invested your life for us. Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for the work of the cross. Jesus, you are going to look into my life. You are going to look into this church. And you are going to rejoice about this church. Because we are going to go after the one, Lord. We are going to stop for the one. We are going to invest in the life of the one, Lord. We we are going to invest. We are going to obey you making disciples. Listen to them. Invest in their lives, Lord. This is our prayer. And we pray in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. And everybody say Amen. 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 Would you like to say to the Lord, Lord, you can count on me? Just stop for the one. Amen? Amen. May the Lord bless you, keep you, and help you to serve him faithfully. And one day you can be received by the Lord as a faithful servant. God bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.